A roundabout offers the chance to choose a destination. How fast or slow, how cautiously or bravely you approach it. A roundabout provides its user opportunity, danger, but ultimately choice, much like life. Roundabout is a podcast about life, love, journeys, success and failure. Mostly a celebration of living life and making the most of opportunity. Well, g'day Roundabouters and welcome to the year 2023. 2023, um, it's amazing to think that that's um, the current year we're living in. Uh, I remember being a kid talking with my mate saying, wow, imagine how old are we going to be in the year 2000? I think I was going to be 27 or 8 or something and well, I'm far beyond that now, obviously, if you do the maths. Um, guys, once again, we'll kick off, um, well, the year, um, I'd just like to, I guess, share a bit of an upgrade, a bit of a renovation that we've done to the podcast or I've done. Um, I spent the sort of summer holidays thinking a lot and listening to lots of podcasts, but thinking about the word gratitude or gratefulness or being, or gratefulness, don't even know if that's a word. Anyway, um, yeah, so look, what I've done is just made a little addition to the podcast so we're calling, still sticking with Roundabout, um, the, the wonderful sort of uh, name created by my son, um, but we're adding Gratitude Road to the end. So, you know, Roundabout has many, many different avenues, as you know, or well, mostly four. It can take you in lots of different ways, and one of those is the Gratitude Road. Um, what is Gratitude Road? Gratitude Road, for me, is every day waking up and thinking of something you can be grateful for. And it's probably, uh, you know... It's easy to wake up and think, oh, you know, I've got to work today. I've got this. I've got that. It's too hot. It's too cold. I've got no money or whatever, whatever. Lots of things. We can certainly conjure up ideas of um, things we're not happy about. And that's, you know, that's fair. We've all got those in our lives. But I think instead of that, replacing that with something to be grateful for. Um, so Gratitude Road is the 2023 uh, subtitle of, uh, of this podcast. Um, I'm going to work with all my guests on chatting about that as well. Um, so yeah, look, uh, welcome to 2023. Um, it's it's going to be a great year. I've got a really, really good feeling about the year. It has the number 23 in it, which is the great, well, not even the great, the GOAT, MJ, Michael Jordan, number 23. So I'll drag a basketball reference in there. Um Lots of guys, 23, obviously, um, yeah, Nike made that number famous, but MJ did first. So anyway, 2023, going to be an awesome, awesome year. I'm looking forward to it. hope to chat to stacks and stacks of people. Um, and as I mentioned in my little um, uh, start of year chat, um, if there's anyone you want to talk to or want me to try and track down, let me know, and I will do my very, very best to... Um, to find them, to get in touch with them, to talk to them. I'm going to try and um, learn how to do some remote podcasting. Everything I've done is a bit in the in the Outback Memorabilia Man Cave here, um, but more than happy this year to um, to try and do some remote stuff. So if there's anyone you want to hear or want me to talk to, um, yeah, hit me up. Um, I will set up an email address at some stage um, this year. Um, early this year, in the next next couple of weeks probably. So, look, that's enough from me. I'm rabbiting on. You know I do it. Uh, I know I do it. I'm going to stop doing it if I can. Um, I'm also going to um, put this on record of practice, not saying the great two-letter word, um. 
Thank you, Jack Guy, for your mentoring, your support, and your um, sharing of info. Did I say um more than any other word? Um, so for, there you go, did it again. Anyway, I've just alerted you to the fact. Um, thanks, guys. We have a awesome guest today, uh, a fella that, um, look, I've known for a few years. I met him through sort of the basketball circles, but knew him in his uh, sphere of business. Um, he's a great fella. He's had a really, really interesting life to date. Um, yeah, done lots of very, very cool things. Uh, and generally, he's just a great bloke and a fella that's really well liked by um, by everybody. So um, today, guys, I'd like to introduce to you Alan Burrows. Some call him Bugs. I'm going to call him Al. Al Burrows, welcome to the Roundabout Podcast, mate. Uh, thanks, Corey. Thanks for having me, mate. Mate, absolutely stoked to have you here. Um, as I said in my intro, um, we've known each other a few years um, through sort of basketball and, and work and that sort of thing, and um, I guess your your uh, work workspace. Um, mate, I guess the logical thing to do is start at the start. So mm-hmm. how did life start out for you? Life started out pretty interesting for me, mate. I'm... Uh I'm adopted. I okay. was born in Newcastle in 1969. Mm-hmm. Um, my birth mother was um, in a convent for unmarried mothers in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, I was up for adoption the whole time through her pregnancy. I've got notes. Right. Um, then she changed her mind and was going to keep me the yep. day I was born and then checked out without me and uh, I was back up for adoption and uh, Betty and Don Burroughs mm-hmm. lived in Papua New Guinea. Um, and they applied to adopt a child, and they flew down to Newcastle. Yep. I had five babies to pick from, Corey, which that's wow. probably the biggest sliding doors moment in my life because I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you or live the life I have. Yep. It would have been completely different, better mm. or worse. So, um, But no, they, they had intentions of trying to adopt a second child, so they picked the boy first, so uh-huh. it was the older brother type scenario Makes sense. Um, but then adoption laws were getting harder and harder and they yep. were getting less and less children so they couldn't adopt a second child because they had to fill everyone up so yep. from there mate we moved back to Papua New Guinea wow and uh, spent so, the first four and a half years of my life in PNG yep wow so um PNG I mean I guess being four and a half you'll have plenty of memories have, have oh, I don't know about that I've got plenty no. of stories I've got photos yeah. Yeah. I've got a few photos at home we um which I'll, I'll touch on in a minute we yeah we lost everything as a family um yeah. but I'll, I'll get to that in a second but mm. yeah I've got a few very minor memories and photos so mm. yeah I don't I don't remember a hell of a lot I've never been back okay. um don't really have any intention to go back other than I have no reason to um that's probably not a tourist destination type yeah, place is it yeah but from Papua New Guinea we moved to Darwin um, right. and we were in Cyclone Tracy in Darwin yep um, so we lost everything in, wow. in Darwin uh, well, pretty much um, yep. and then coincidentally on the back on the adoption side of things my mum lost all the paperwork from the adoption in Cyclone Tracy oh. so when I did try and find out about my my previous family and my mm. real family mm. Um, the only information they had was from Papua New Guinea, so they were saying no. But I was initially told it was an international adoption, and then I explained, well, it's not. Yeah. How we lost everything in Cyclone Tracy and and so forth. So yeah. I, I've never found out or met any blood relative in my entire life. Wow. Um, so, okay. Um, and look, a lot of people 
a lot of people ask me, mm. you know, why haven't you? And and a lot of people will say, oh, I would if I was you. I get that a lot. Um, you know, how did, I don't understand how anyone can say that to no, you, though. But I suppose know, for like, me, whatever I find is going to change my life. It will. For good or bad. Yep. And I've got a good life. Yep. I've I've got a great family, a great job, good friends. I've yep. got the material things in life. Mm, I've got... Mm. You know, I, I don't say that in a gloating fashion, but yeah. I've had and got a good life. So I don't particularly want to change it. And no one's come looking for me either. No, it's, so, it's a really interesting point. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess to for someone to say to you, oh, I would, I should, you should, hmm. you know, like it's an opinion, right, I guess. But if, you've, if you're happy with your life, and that comes right back around to, for me, this the, the, the gratitude thing that I've kind of got myself connected onto you're grateful for the life you have a hundred percent why why bother sort of trying to change yeah. it yeah look i did have one of my questions was have you ever met your birth mother which no 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 um, so i know i know some information i, mm. I i've got a name i've mm. i eventually got a birth certificate right I, I always knew i was adopted it was never a secret as a little kid I used to say I wasn't from mummy's tummy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's never been hidden from me. It's never been um, frowned upon if I wanted to look or anything like that. Yeah. That that's uh, that's a complete open book in my life. And mm. um, both my my parents, Betty and Don, have passed away now. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there's no, there was never any dramas or any of that. And it's just I don't know. Look, look, if someone knocked on my door, I wouldn't turn them away. Yeah. I, I'd ask the questions and start talking and trying to find yeah. out what they knew. Um, yep. But I said, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the life I live, you know, so I, I don't necessarily, if it's not broke. No, that's it. And you don't want to define yourself by yeah. that one minuscule part of your life, right? Because it would be a major thing. Yeah. It would be very major if I found out something bad yep. on how, you don't know, I don't want to do be horrible you? here, but how no. I was conceived or anything yeah, like that or whatever, sure. it would change how I feel about things. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I know I'm a good person and I've got a good life, and I, yep. I, I don't necessarily need to change yeah. it. Yeah. What? Um, just to finalise, uh, finish up on that topic. Um, so, what age were you when when your folks? Oh, six, you... six weeks old. Yeah. And then when your folks advised you that you were. Oh, look, as far or you were as a little kid, I always knew. Yeah. As far awesome. as I knew, I, I always knew. I, um, I did. As I said, as a toddler, I would tell people that I wasn't from mummy's yep. tummy you know that yeah. was what I used to say as a as yep. a toddler um apparently I don't yeah. remember that apparently <laughs> um it, yeah, it is so. great to hear though that positive so often you, you hear different sorts of stories I've spoken with lots of different people um you know about that topic and I ever it's no different to people also born to parents that mm. don't like it as mm. well you know so you obviously were connected to some awesome people um which is cool just on the PNG, so how, what, how come your family were in PNG? So my father was an air traffic controller. Right. Um, so that so he was working in Papua New Guinea. Uh, yep. And mum and dad had been up there for, for over 10 years. Okay. We're living and working. Um, and then we went back for, you know, four and four a bit of those years. And um, yep. again, the stories I've told, things are getting a little bit, uh, unruly and a bit rough in PNG. Yeah, um, so it would have been what, early 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah so we're talking, yeah. I was born in 69 yeah. and we are in Cyclone Tracy and Darwin, which was Christmas Eve 74. Yep. So okay. we're talking in that very early 70s mm. stage. And so they moved out and, and Dad got a transfer to uh, Darwin. Yep. And he was 
uh, working in Darwin and uh, we were there for Cyclone Tracy and, and lost everything. Mm. Um, a few memories of that. I remember I remember sitting under a dining room table in yep. a foot of water. Wow. Um, so a high-set house? Or? Yeah, yeah yep. all houses were on stilts yep. in Darwin in the 70s and yep. no roof or ceiling. So wow. complete open air with the table and uh, mum, dad, cat and dog kind of just huddling under this yep. table for protection and I remember in the in the eye of the cyclone mm. or the houses in Darwin all had laundries underneath like under, yep. on the ground yep. and and your laundry for those that don't know your laundry or bathroom is your strongest room in your house because of the pipes around it uh-huh. so the theory in the cyclone was get into those rooms yeah okay um so I remember try, Dad trying to open the door in the in the eye of the cyclone. I remember looking outside and it was like daylight. It was the middle it, of the night. It is amazing. It was like that. It was that, yeah. frightening. Yeah. We couldn't get the door open. A tree mm. had fallen across the front. And wow. So we stayed there and rode it out. And uh, my father was actually one of the first people um, to know that Cyclone Tracy had turned around and came back. To Darwin because obviously got the he was working. Wow, he was working at the time. So in those days, the the weather stations were at the airport. Yep. That's where they did all the weather from. the The news was Cyclone Tracy had turned and gone out to sea. Mm. He was working. Had turned to come back. Wow. Um, he rang mum and mum was madly ringing friends and they're saying, Nah, nah, it's gone out to to yeah. sea. So it sort of hit Darwin a little bit off off because um, it was night time. You said yeah, 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 late night. It was Christmas Eve '74, and wow. Um, my other memories of that: we we left. Mum and I flew out from Darwin, mm. um, and and men stayed for the cleanup. Yeah. Um, so the plane, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but let's mm. pretend a plane holds 300 people. Yeah. There was 500 on board because no one had any luggage. No one had any luggage. Oh yeah, it was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it was nothing. So it was wow. children were sitting on laps and yep. you know and all this sort of stuff and. We got to, mum and I got to Sydney, um, and again, 74, no social media, no phones, no mobiles. Our entire family didn't know whether we were alive or dead. Um, So mum lined up for X amount of time waiting for a payphone at the Sydney airport to ring her twin sister, my auntie, and say, Mm. I'm here, we're alive, we're okay, we need someone to pick us up, because they all lived in Gippsland and around that Uh region. Um, Need someone to get, you know mum and myself from the Melbourne airport um we're boarding at this time and we'll be there at that time and yeah you know that one phone call then had my auntie ringing all other family and friends saying they're okay but yeah so it's not like today where everything's on social media and text messages and that coming out so that would have been a um it would have been a frightening experience for my family as a kid I was excited to be on a plane. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was fine. Like, I was Fair just enough. excited to be on a plane. But yeah, um, yeah. So that was um, it. Would have been a scary time for for mum with no information. Like I think you know, like, now we're spoiled for information. We've got too much probably yep. in, in some respects. But uh, to have nothing. I mean, you, you knew from your dad going, "Hey, this is cyclone coming yep. back." The next thing, your house is gone. You're on a plane. You're in Melbourne. You're going, well, "What's going on here?" Mm. I mean, um, yeah. Well, they say air traffic controllers uh, is air traffic control is one of, if not the most stressful job ever. That's I've read that before. Yeah. Um, what was your dad like? Um, he wasn't a good person, right? Um, and, and I don't mind saying that. I'm, yep. I'm an open book. He mm. 
he was not a good father. He was never an abusive, bad father, mm. but we didn't have a lot. I, I grew up with, with nothing. We, we, yep. we lived in airport houses. Mm. I didn't have a lot of clothes. I didn't have a lot of, you know, things that all the kids have today. Mm. I never had brothers and sisters, and I, yep. I certainly wasn't a spoiled only child. And, yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's pictures of I me was. on... Well, yeah, <laughs> lucky you. I, there's pictures of me on school holidays away with mum and dad in school uniform because wow. I, I had nothing else to wear. So... Yep. Um, we didn't have a lot. I mm. think, from what I can gather, after Cyclone Tracy, he he probably um, drank a bit too much, yep. and spent a bit too much, and mm. you know, and, and in the end, that was what sort of took his life in the end. Mm. Um, okay. You know, the, the heavy, heady days of sixties and seventies in Australia of drinking and yep. smoking and all just... that, and, and that, that eventually took its toll. And yep. um, it was probably um, when he, I was nineteen when he passed away, and. Right we'd actually just really connected you know okay. I, i'd grown up yep you know i didn't need him mm. but we actually connected there so i was i was obviously sad when i did lose him but mm. uh yeah we uh, wasn't an easy childhood if i can mm. put it that way and i think you know that era was the it's a man's world type of thing wasn't it like you know i know my mm. both of my grandfathers were really quite heavy drinkers mm. um you know, and there was the, you know, from one of my grandfathers, it was go to work, go to the workers, drink till they shut at six or whatever the time was, and then picks them up, go home, drink, bed, go again. Um, I spent many a time in the back of the uh, Chrysler out the front of the pub with a <laughs> yeah. packet of chips and a can of Coke. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, but that look, it is what it is, and you shouldn't, yeah, I think it's one of the biggest problems that we have in. Australia today, if I could just mm. get slightly political for one minute, Corey. Sure, sure. Um, history is history. You can't change history. And, no. and, and I'm a, I tell my kids everything that I did when I was younger, all the bad stuff. They yep. know all the bad. And I, I went through some bad times and did some not so good things. And, mm. and you, you can't change history. And I think yeah. today we're trying to change history instead of learning from it. Yep. And, and I think a, a classic one at the moment is this, this letter that Don Bradman wrote. You know, mm. he, he wrote it when in 1947. Now, by today's standard, it's a horrible letter. I haven't heard about we're, this. We're, we're better than this in today's standards. Mm. But Has he, this recently come yeah, out? Yeah, and he wrote this letter to the Prime Minister and he was a white, old Australian male dinosaur. Yep. Yep. So, you know, the things that he said in there are nowhere near the beliefs we have today. Mm. But now we're trying to crucify his legacy because of it. I think yeah. we, we need to be better than that. We need to learn from history, mm. make sure we don't repeat the bad Most things definitely. in history, but you can't change it. Mm. You know, you, I suppose a similar example is the netball and, and Gina Reinhold fallout. Yeah, yeah. Now, Gina Reinhold's father was a horrible dinosaur man, and what yeah. he said was horrendous by today's standards. Definitely. Do we hold her accountable for that today? Oh, I think we need to learn yeah. from that and, mm. and be. We just need to keep being better, not and not trying happening. to change history. It, it definitely is happening, isn't it? The, I, look, I mean, I talk about it with my mates a little bit. You know, even if you think of the last ten, year, five years, mm. what, what's changed? I mean, I said on a, somebody else I chatted to, I was a young band, and I sort of said to them. You guys, they are the change makers. They are the 20-year-olds that are actually going to formulate what Australia looks like for the next yep. who knows how long. I mean, beyond my time. But, um, yeah, look, 
everyone's allowed an opinion. Absolutely. Right? Um, you know, I mean, you work in the media, and the media is opinion, really, mm-hmm. isn't it, mainly? Most of the time. Uh, the, we do report some facts, <laughs> yeah. despite what some people think out there. That... Yeah. Oh, no, look, I think... Um, yeah, I think the, the, the TV media, that's another whole thing. I'm not going to yeah. go there because it sends me crazy, but... Um, so yes. yeah, we, we got off beat, off track there yeah, a little bit, no, but, right. but you know, yeah, it's, it's, I'm pretty passionate. On, history's history; it's there. Mm. Let's learn from it. Let's be better. Mm. Mm. You know, we can't change it. Let's keep being better. Improving is absolutely mm. the ultimate for, mm. for everyone. It should be. Mm. Um, so we got to that point where you were at Cyclone Tracy. That happened. That's seventy four. What after then? Where did you go? So we what? moved. We moved to Melbourne for about twelve months. After um, that cyclone, yeah, after yeah. Cyclone Tracy. Yeah. Uh, Dad was working at Tullamarine. Mm. Um, he, as I touched on, he was going down a, a path in life that mm. that was too much pressure for him at Tullamarine. So mm. we thought we'd go back to Darwin. Mm. It was too many memories there that That'd mum and dad weren't were too keen on, and, and then that brought us um, a very short stay back in Melbourne. Um, yeah. But then that brought us to Broken Hill. Um, so yeah. I think the smaller country town and, um, you know, the, working at the airport in Broken mm. Hill was appealing. And so we moved to Broken Hill uh, ballpark of about 1978. Yeah, okay. Um, so what would it be? One flight out to Adelaide a day or something? Or where, oh, or no, else? no, no. There, there was... Yeah, was it Sydney? Yeah, or? there was Sydney. Lots to Sydney, lots to Adelaide. Yeah. Um, Dubbo was a stop off to Sydney. And, okay. And also, remember back in those days, a lot of planes would stop in Broken Hill for fuel. Yeah. Um, on, on, a, on a way, which I can sort of tie that back in a bit later on, but mm. they, they, they would stop in... In, in Broken Hill for fuel and, and yeah, okay. so yeah it was it was a it was a busy enough job but yeah. it, it wasn't the stress of the big city and yeah um, and so yeah and then I I grew up in Broken Hill the hill yeah I've got some notes here about to, to remind myself that I think the last time I was in Broken Hill I was two or one or two like yeah I, and it isn't it crazy it's three hours up the road yeah I mean I've been to every other town close by but for some reason that barrier to go that way yeah. It's. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna, this yeah, year. No, you should. I'm gonna get up there. I think yeah. not only the you know the, the pro heart and the Mad Max stuff, but I think there's probably a heck of a lot more than that. Just oh look, it was a great place to, to grow up, and, mm. and and all our kids were born in Broken Hill, and yeah, you know, I suppose in many ways it was probably the same as here. Mm. You know, as a kid uh, in Broken Hill, you'd ride the bike until the streetlights come on, For and yeah, sure. that was your signal to go home because you didn't have phones and yeah. You know, if you had a fight with another bloke, well, you either wore one or you gave one, and yeah. you, then you shook hands afterwards and you moved on. That's and, right. You know, it was the same sort of scenario, I suppose, as yeah. growing up in most country towns. But yeah, uh, yeah, good spot. Look, I, w- I wouldn't go back there to live, only because my life now is here mm, and mm. and in, in this direction. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm certainly not a, a hater of broken. We're going yeah. back up there in. Um, August for the Monday Monday Bash, the big yep. music concert. So who's uh, on this year? Uh, there's Ice House. Yeah. Um, there is a whole host. Okay, that's all I can think of off the top of my head, mate. So was it last year there was a Midnight Oil played there? Yeah, How, yeah. Like, I'm a been, massive Oils fan. Yeah. I did not know that happened. How I've, is that? I've seen the Oils live. They're amazing. Oh, I'd love I to. love them. Yeah, no, they I'd are brand similar. Um, yeah, I can probably touch on them a bit later on yeah, too. But yeah. it was, um, yeah, so Broken Hill's a great place. And yeah. So you went through Burkeward Primary School, Broken Hill High School, um, yeah. and then sort of I was 
school wasn't really for for me as yeah. I got into year 11 and 12 I, I finished year 10 I, I went back and started year 11 I went what am I doing yeah. um, I walked uh, you know went home and uh, my, my father was quite hard on me and my mm. first day after I quit school he dragged me out of bed at 7am and uh, made me get dressed with yeah. and he dropped me at one end of the main street and said don't come home do you get a job um, so wow. I, I walked up and down the street walking in every every shop looking yeah. for a job and I uh, got to the, the Centrelink office and mm. went in there and I was applying for the for the dole and looking what they had and always had an interest in cooking yeah um, yeah. and very coincidentally uh, Stephen Margot's restaurant in Broken Hill was looking for a kitchen hand there you go um, I walked from there walked around the corner it's a Tuesday yeah and I walked around the corner and walked in and Steve Marcus gave me the job straight away he said he said all right he said I'll test you out he said be here at three o'clock Thursday and you can start and yeah. if you last the weekend you can stay nice um, so um, I suppose for geographically for for people in Mildura, I, mm. I probably then walked home, which was probably like walking from uh, Mildura Central to maybe Lock Eleven. That's a fair um, So I walked walked all the way home. Yeah, proud as punch. Yeah, got a job. You beauty. Mm. Dad said, "Yeah, no, nah, well done. Don't lose yeah. it." You know, and <laughs> and then I I had to turn around and walk back to work at, t- at three o'clock on the following Thursday. Wow. And, uh, worked the, the shift and. Um, got a ride home, 11 o'clock at night, yeah. started, stayed, and I worked there for uh, three or four years. And, and Steve, who employed me, mm. became a, a bit of a unknowingly a mentor because um, yeah. I, I probably wasn't getting the right advice at home. And, mm. and he, mm. he, he taught me the value of working hard. Yep. Um, and I worked really hard. Yep. Um, and he started um, catering for film crews. Okay. So he had a bus decked out with a, a full kitchen on it. Nice. And yeah. so Broken Hill is renowned for doing a lot of film film crew work. Yeah, and yeah, yep. So we first, we just started in Broken Hill and, you know, so you, we were pumping out massive days. You know, if, you, if you're yep. cooking for 100 people in the middle of Monday, Monday Plains and they want breakfast at 6 a.m., Wow. You know, yeah. you're you're out there at 4:30, yeah, and and then you're back in the restaurant till 11 o'clock at night. So how far out of town would that be? Ah, uh, 30 kilometres. Okay, yeah, yeah. past Silverton, just past yep. Silverton. Um, yeah, I reckon all the great humans have started out as a dish pig, mate. I did too. Yeah, yeah. It, it teaches you, as you said, 100%. working hard. Because yep. if you don't work hard, the chefs will kick your butt. Yeah, they oh. don't care. They're horrific people. I had a lot of pans flying past my yeah. ears at different times. And yep. I probably graduated a bit to um, maitre d, and I was doing yep. entrees, and so I learned to cook. Yeah. which uh, I'm still an avid cook today. I yep. do, still do all the cooking at home today. Nice. And, um, so that was a, it. Was a good asset to have. And um, oh, look, it was a wild time. It yeah. was. It, uh, well, when so where are we? Mid eighties by this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I finished school in eighty five. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, so we're maybe. talking eighty. Well, we're probably talking late eighty five, eighty six. Yep. Into about eighty nine, ninety. Great um, era of music. Yeah, great I'm era just of music. <laughs> While you're um, so we did film crews for bands called The Damned. Yeah. Um, did film crew for Midnight Oil, Beds, yep. of, Beds of Burning, oh, nice. where we catered for Midnight Oil and did yep. that. Um, a bit later on in life, when I was in my next working life, I mm. uh, had there was a, the car yard I was working in, we had hire cars. We yep. picked in excess up from the airport. Oh, um, nice. So I had Michael in the car with me wow. and the full in excess, and we took him out to, to Monday Monday again, the same yep. out past Silverton, and they did the um, Kiss the Dirt. 
film clip. I was just imagining it while you were talking. Yeah. I was like, it's filmed be out there. The, 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 yeah. the, the scene with the the big uh, fire in the yeah. side. And Michael's it sort of you don't see it obviously, but to the to the right of that fire is the catering bus. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> nice. uh, yeah, so that was that was an experience. Yeah. Um, he was a different character, Michael Hutchins. Yes, um, yeah, I so, hear that. And then we did a bit of sort of. Travelled around a little bit, sort of Flinders yeah. Ranges and Dubbo and oh, yeah. Cooper Pedy for six or eight weeks. That was a wild, that's a wild old place. So it is it worked is. hard, partied hard. Yep. Again, don't shy away from my history, but nah, same. Um, <laughs> when my kids are old enough to hear the truth, they'll get the truth. Yeah. Those that know me know I <laughs> certainly have enjoyed myself in my fifty years so far. But yeah, uh, um, I, I can I can vouch for that. But I, yeah. I was probably uh, smart enough to realise that it wasn't sustainable. No, it isn't. Yeah. I think I'm just getting there now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I haven't learned from some bits, but from the really bad stuff I Yeah, no, nah, for sure. So what happened? So you did work for Steve there, was yep. it Steve? And then... So still what, a friend today, by the way. Is he? Yep. Yeah, and have they still got the place up there? Uh, no, no, nah. he's, uh, he's retired now. Listen, yeah. Claire, his daughter's taken over. His daughter, Rachel, mm. has taken over the catering business in the van, still doing film crews. Yeah, yep. right. Wow. Um, so what what for you after that? So you... so I went to the car came. So I finished in Broken there. Hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still in Broken Hill. I, I didn't leave Broken Hill until I moved here. All right. Yeah. Um, so I, I just pulled the pin and I was working in spare parts. Yeah. Um, and a guy that used to come into the restaurant all the time said, "What are you doing here? You, this you're wasted here. Come and sell cars." Yeah. Um, so dragged me around to sell cars, and yep. I worked in the Toyota dealership for twelve years. Okay. Um, so doing cars, moving into uh, the finance side of things, yep. insurance, and, mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. And, yep. Uh, yeah, enjoyed it for ten of the twelve years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, made some uh, good friends and good people. And tough gig um, though. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Yep. Yeah, no doubt at all. But it was a fun gig. It was yep. a good. Um, it was a real job, as I called it. You know, not not <laughs> uh, in the catering business and film crew business. And yeah, um, yeah. But sort of towards the end of that. So you know, the first, the first ten years were great. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, the owners had a fallout, which I'm certainly not going to get into on yeah, this. But yeah. there was an issue there, uh-huh. and the, the last two years was. Tough. Not good. Mm. Um, mm. So during that last two years, I was I was uh, writing for the local paper. I was I was running under eighteen football, yeah, uh, which was a Wednesday night uh-huh. in Broken Hill, and so I was doing the previews and reviews in the paper, writing yep. them. I was doing the previews and reviews for the paper for cricket because uh, I love nice. cricket. Yeah, um, I was doing a TV sport All right. section. Like and on the local news or something? Or? Yeah, yeah, yep. just the local sport thing. And, and I was also doing um, some volunteer stuff at the local radio. Okay. Uh, and I was you really enjoying... Uh, yeah, I was... Well, footy season, cricket season. Yeah, they were, they were different seasons, so yep. I just rolled out. It yep. wasn't all at once. Yeah. Um, that would have been crazy, but <laughs> yeah. it, uh, it, that's, that's how it rolled out. But yeah. Um, no, and I love my cricket. I, I played with the West Cricket Club for... Oh, about 28 years, I think it was. I've got um, some notes that I uh, yeah. have got around the cricket. We can jump into that. So, what, how long? 28, 28, years? 28 years. Yeah. I, I played for the West Cricket Club through juniors and, and seniors. And uh, I was really lucky to be in a good era yeah. for our club. So, we played in, um, as a bit older, we, we yeah. played in 10 consecutive A-grade grand finals. Uh, winning six of them. 
That's good. 60% um, ratio is yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So um, still dirty. We lost one or two of the other ones because yeah. I thought we should have <laughs> won them. But um, so, yeah, I, I was I was very lucky. I I was an okay player, but I was in a very good side. Yep. So, you know, I was a role player. I did my bit in the team. I, yep. I'd, I'd bat anywhere from one to seven. Yeah, okay. Um, I wicket kept for a long time. That's good um, fun. Then towards the end of it, I'd roll the arm over a little bit yep. when the knees were too sore to, to wicket keep. So, yeah. I um, yeah I, I did a bit of everything. Yeah, it's great sport. I liked it as a kid, and then for some reason I kind of just stopped. I don't know why. Yeah. Probably I was no good. Maybe I don't know why I stopped playing cricket. Love mm. it. Like, although something's happened to cricket, I reckon. What do you think about the state of cricket right now? I I love Test match cricket. I do too. By by a country mile, it's the yeah. greatest cricket. But I think the length it takes to play that game, the attention span of mm. of kids today, because they want everything fast, they want everything yeah. now. Um, so I think that's hurting cricket yeah. and and dragging those towards BBL. Yeah, I, I've I used to probably for a few years get right into the BBL. Mm. I've barely watched the game this year. I I watched all the tests and listen to it even when I was in New mm. Caledonia I sat on a balcony having a beer radio or listener app going and listening to the cricket it was great yep. but there's still three days the game's over yeah I mean is it because South Africa are bad is it because we're good I'm not sure a bit of both I maybe. think it's a combination of shot selection that's come about from 2020 cricket you know, they're all that, trying to play the stupid yeah yeah. I they mean, don't They don't want to let the ball go and they don't want to bat for long periods of time nah. that'll change in India because to, to win in India and Pakistan, you need yeah, to bat time. For sure. So it'll be more traditional test match cricket. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, when does that start? Is that uh, soon? soon. Yeah, no, it's three weeks, I think, they leave. Yeah, right. It feels like the summers have changed because it, it used to be cricket started in November and ran through to into Jan. Oh, yep. I suppose we are into Jan, but um, it just doesn't feel like there's been as much cricket. Maybe. It used to be great the way it was before with the, the test matches test series, and then you the had the, the, the Benson Hedges yeah. one day series. <laughs> and, there was no 2020, and you you, no. you you wouldn't miss a game for any. And I think that's the other thing now is you don't miss anything because of our phones. Yeah, you know everything. you can sit there and watch Ko Mini on a 20 minute highlight and get everything you need. Yeah. Or you know yeah. so, but you know you didn't have that mm. in 80s and 90s, and so you had no. to actually watch it if you wanted to see what happened. I remember as a kid, I I reckon it was a I would have been five or six, like getting the old scrapbook, drawing up all the lines and trying to score every um every run it was england i don't know it was probably it's probably 77 it's probably the yeah. centenary test around that time and loving it in you know, a bob willis and all those old sort of fantastic old dudes i have um, to fill out the back of the abc cricket book scorebook yep. keep my own scorebook yeah yeah mm. but yeah i think you're right mate it's this we're not blaming the younger generation it's just a, as a result of well, it's the, evol- it's the evolution of, of, of four humans. hours of cricket and you've yeah. got two teams can make 200 each yeah it's or seventeen or whatever it yeah. was that yeah. made the other week. Um, so you know, I had a, a, a love the West Cricket Club. We recently yeah. had our centenary, mm-hmm. um, which was which was a great night. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of tall stories and a lot of beers of drunk and and all that. And yep. look, I was I was lucky enough yep. um, to be one put into the West Cricket Club Hall of Fame. Awesome! Um, so Congratulations. One, of, one of thank you, one of twenty eight over a hundred years. So modelled on the AFL. An initial large yep. amount going in, and then mm. they'll they'll do a few each year. So yep. drip feed I, them I, in. I was pretty chuffed at that. I was president of the club, but I was a board director. I was yep. yeah, all sorts of stuff like that. So yep. a lot of the era that I was in made that 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 hall of fame because yep. we were a successful area 
Well, if you're winning that many grand finals and making them, I guess. <laughs> um, I, it's funny, you know, I, pretty much everyone I've spoken to, things come back to sport, and it might be just people I'm connected to there slightly like-minded i mean i'm a sport person too mm-hmm. love it i think it's awesome for kids to be not every kid's a sporty kid but there's opportunity i think just to learn life lessons in sport like particularly team sport yeah and it, you mm. don't have to be good either like you could be the worst player in a 20 bloody person footy team yeah but still i was i wasn't anywhere good at all but i loved it yep um you know i just played for an Interesting team back in the eighties, which I'll, I'll move on from that, um, mate. So you moved to Mildura in when? Uh, January two thousand and twelve. Yeah. Um, so coming up to eleven years. Uh, yep. So I was running like? after. So after the the um, car industry, and I was doing yep. volunteer work in the radio station. Mm. They asked me to go over there and work okay. for them. Um, and you know the the on air shifts don't pay a lot of money, so yep. they offered me a job in sales. So uh-huh. I went to the local radio in Broken Hill. I was in sales, and I was a co-host of a yep. sports show with Andrew Schmidt, Hoffy, great guy, good name in in Broken Hill, uh-huh. current manager of the ABC. And yep. um, so I was co-host. He was the the main guy, and I was the the, the sidekick. Yeah, did that for a while. He moved on to the ABC, so I jumped in the main chair and I, mm. I hosted the sports show, the final furlong on okay. Classic Hits Two B Eight. Two B Eight. I was thinking it was Two B Eight. Yeah, bit of horse talk in that. Oh, uh, everything. Yeah, yeah all sports. All sport. Um, so yeah, had a yep. lot of um, local and national, international people on, which mm. was great. Um, yep. So yeah, we we I did that show for a while while also in the sales and. Um, while I was doing that, I, I knew of a guy for quite a while, um, the late Brian Beerman, who mm. won't, name won't be familiar to people in Mildura, mm-hmm. but definitely to anyone from Broken Hill listening. And, yep. and I used to catch up with him for a coffee and he said, mate, he said, you, I've got a, I can't offer you a job. It's against company policy, but I reckon you should come and apply for our general manager's job at the TV station. Right. Wow. So I went and applied for that with the knowledge I was pretty much across the line unless yep. I stuffed it up. and. Mm. So I, I then moved to there as the, the, the manager of the, the TV station in Broken Hill. So okay. And we had all of them, 7, 9, 10, the whole right. lot. We had everything. So you uh, ran everything out of one? Yep, the whole lot. So you bought right. an ad on one, you got it on all of them. So wow. um, so that that's with the company that I'm with now, Southern Cross Stereo. Yep. So yep. Um, I was with them doing that for about six years in Broken Hill. And yeah. um, just through natural progression because uh, i had the radio and the tv experience the yep. the regional manager at the time said well i'm going to buy the channel 10 signal in muldura oh. do you want to go to muldura and run tv and radio for us you know and yep. i spoke to my wife and yeah absolutely and yeah wow. um they never bought the tv signal so i just stayed radio the whole oh. time <laughs> okay so we, we we moved here <laughs> thinking we were going to be run both but that, yeah. that you know it's um so yeah, moved here and uh, took over the radio station here and yeah, didn't okay. know a single person in that building when I walked in the door really? and um, the girl at the front desk said, oh yeah, who are you? You know, I said, yeah. oh, told them my name. They went, oh, hey, you're the new boss. So um, didn't know a soul. Is she still there? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do your research, people. Gee whiz. Yeah. <laughs> um, so straight into well, what you know most people know as Triple M. Um, it was, Sun, it was Sun it was FM and Star FM at the time. Yeah, okay. Yep, yep. yep. 
Um, yep. So, yeah, it was Sun and Star at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, straight into that and, and loved it and yep. loved it straight away. And um, we've been very successful. Mm. Um, you know, we, we've won multiple ACRAs, which ACRAs are the Australian Commercial Radio Awards. So they're the, yep. they're the Logies of radio. Okay, yeah. Um, yep. So we've won them as best sales office and, mm. and on-air teams and, you know, up-and-comers and we've been nominated. So, yeah, quite a, a good run at it leading up to COVID. COVID, yeah. like, like, a lot of things knocked us around yeah, a bit. definitely. And, um, yeah, again, met a lot of great... And it was sort of good because I got to meet so many business people. Yeah, and that connects you, doesn't it, right yeah, away? Like, you're yeah. at that level, I guess. Yeah, so that that was great. And, and one of the business people I met was Adam Tarr, who was running yep. the basketball stadium at okay. the time. And um, our youngest, Lara, um, mm. was interested in basketball. And yep. so, yeah, we went and spoke to Adam and we got her rolled in the team. There you go. Mm. There we go. So that, how, how old was she when she started? Uh, so Lara would have been 10. Yeah, okay. Um, so a lot of, I'll probably backtrack a little bit again. A lot of people thought we, Sharon and I, only had Lara. Uh-huh. Um, but we have four other kids. So we right. have five. Uh, yep. Blended family. Um, so yeah, that's, that's on my list of questions. Yeah, go go for it. <laughs> no. I, I, I'm talking. I'm not that's letting good. you ask any questions, mate. It's fine. It's fine. That's the point. This is about you, not me. So um, I know I'm a shocker for rabbiting on, and I, I keep addressing it. But yeah, I do. One of my points was um, so obviously, as you mentioned, you have a, a, a blended family. H- how was it merging two families together? Oh, how? there's there's no doubt at all. It has its challenges. Yes, there's, there's no doubt at all. Um, yeah. Um, I suppose that the best thing we did, and, and I really have to thank my wife Sharon for this, is mm. I, I used to sort of make the joke of, of mine, hers and ours yep. in regards to the kids. And she'd pull me up every time and go, no, they're ours. Yeah, that's you know, a great, um, and, great and that that was sort of the thing that made it one family. And, and so Lara is, is, so Sharon had three. Yes. Alec, Caitlin, Phoebe, yep. um, who I love as much as I love my own children. You know, mm-hmm. I've got three fantastic stepchildren. We don't really use the word step, but, no. you know, technically yeah. they're, they're my stepchildren. Yeah, but um, they're your kids. Alec, Caitlin, and Phoebe, and, yep. and then I had AJ. Yep. Um, and then we had Lara. Mm-hmm. So um, Lara sort of blended the two worlds a bit together yeah. with, with that. And, um, uh, yeah, no, no, and I'm really lucky from that. Yeah, there's one stage we had five of them, 12 and under. Wow. We, had, we had the we had the eight-seater Tarago with the, lu- with the <laughs> nice. luggage pot on the top, and it was like the bloody Griswolds <laughs> going down the street on holiday, mate. Uh. I, I could probably write a better book on some of our holiday traumas <laughs> yeah. than I could on anything else. And, um, but no, look, they're all they're not kids anymore, and, yep. and they're all great people, and they're all doing well at life, and yeah. they've got good partners, and they've got yeah, um, good sort of plans and directions that they're going in their own yep. lives, which is which is pleasing. And that's, I guess, you know, for me, my kids at thirteen and fifteen, I'm looking at them going, all I want them to be is happy, healthy. You want them to be good people too, no yeah. doubt. Like successful, don't care. Good person, that's a win for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I guess that kind of leads us into a bit of a basketball chat. But on that success versus good person thing, so you were involved, or you were the president? Of yeah. The so, so Lara started. Yeah, I was. So Lara yeah. started playing. So uh, Tari got Lara into a Rimple because mm-hmm. they were short on numbers. Yep. So. We didn't know anyone, mm. so yeah, Lara went and played for Orimple for uh, probably one and a half seasons. Mm. 
Um, but Russell Knights, who's become a, a pretty good friend, and, mm-hmm. and, and Nida identified Lara as someone for heat, and, yep. and he selected her to be in the, the Div 1 heat side mm. as, as a kid. She's only late 11 at yep. the time. She hadn't yep. even turned 12 yet when she went to the first her first tournament. And uh-huh. So um, he, he got Lara into that. Mm. Um, Irimple didn't have a Div 1 girls team so yep. part of the heat rules at the time where you had to play div one yes uh to be eligible for heat They're so still rolling with that rule um so we had to move lara okay. uh, to another club so yep. it wasn't a case of we were club hopping or anything mm, like that mm. and so lara moved to demons and she's still yep. with demons today yeah okay mm. i was sure you were going to say workers no, no. <laughs> but Russell, the great thing about Russell, he, he's a lover of basketball. Yep. He's not that guy that goes, oh, come and play. for." He's just not that guy. No, no, he's certainly um, not. He's a great fella. No, we, we try and beat them. Yeah. But unfortunately, oh. unfortunately we, we seem to keep getting rolled at the last... Very uh, difficult to beat them at yeah. any any age group, any any division. Mm. Um, yeah, so what, what's your thought on... So how long have you been... Obviously, Lara's just come out of 18. Yeah, so, so Lara's playing uh, Big V and CBL yep. at the moment. She's done yep. that for the last couple of years. Mm. She did all the, the junior heat program yep. um, through to, to upper age, under 18. Mm. Uh, so initially we were just parents going along. And look, yep. I love the junior heat program. Mm. It, it cops a little bit of flack. A lot of people go, oh, you know, the travel and the money. But it was the best thing ever yeah. for us. Yep. Um, what That's it, all that matters. What, what, what it did for us as a, as a family mm. is... It introduced us to people who are my dearest friends now. Yeah. You know, I, me, I'm my best friend in, in here in Muldura. I, mm. We met at the first basketball tournament, and yeah. Lara and I were sitting in Maccas having breakfast, not knowing anyone, and they yeah. came and sat next to us. So, That's good. Um, so you know that. Uh, so it got you. What it also did was it got you out of town six times mm. a year. Yep. So, you know, we bought a camper trailer, which we put on the back, and we would take it to the basketball tournaments. And, yeah. you know, you, you, you would have beer and barbecue with the families yeah. afterwards, and you'd watch live sport. And So I started to meet people, and, you know, the, the, the likes of Joe Morello and Timmy Lang and, yep. and Jason Spratt and mm-hmm. Nida, of course, yep. and um, you know, Anthony Copley, who became a very close friend. And, yep. and so we started to get to know a lot of people in mm. basketball circles and um, probably... It's probably Joe, uh, Chris Sharman actually, and Joe Morello said he mm. interested in coming on the board, you know, and, and that's probably how it started. I, yep. um, my first year on the, the Junior Heat board, I was, I was straight into vice president. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I, I jumped into that, and, um, yep. and then Chris Sharman moved on, and I moved into to, to president, um, did that for a few, and I loved it. I mm. loved, I probably. Look, I left it quite abruptly, and I, yeah. I, I sort of there was a, a little period in my time where there was a few things going on mm. in my life, and basketball was taking up a lot of um, energy. It does, and that. and I need something needed to give. Yeah, um, yeah. and so I, 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 to the surprise of a few, I, I, I pulled the pin on mm. president of basketball quite suddenly, mm-hmm. and I, I actually really wish I had nerve because. COVID came out not long afterwards, so I would have got the break I was Your probably I was craving slowed, for. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I actually really regret mm. doing that because I love the Junior Heat program and I, I wish that I had I had a crystal ball and knew that COVID was going to give us a year or for two sure. off I, and give me the rest I was probably looking for because mm. of everything, not just basketball, yep. that was happening. Mm. I, 
I probably uh, I wouldn't have done it because mm. I because I loved it. Um, so once I'd made that decision, I I sort of then let the next lot yep, come along and do what and, they do and yeah. and and I just enjoyed going and watching Lara and watching the the junior heats and. Yep. And then, then into the, the CBL and Big V, and you'll find me most Saturday nights in the bar down at the uh, the hot house having a, having a beer and watching Big yep. V. I'm actually sort of pleased to hear, in one way, I guess, that the Senior Heat are going to play in town this year. Mm-hmm. As much as we've got the the new stadium, which mm-hmm. will be awesome once it's ready to go, but it's not ready to go as far as putting five, six, seven hundred people in there. Um, did you go to the WNBL game? Uh, no, it clashed, it clashed with the CBL grand final. Oh, it did too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I've sort of been involved in having a corporate box down there for a few years. and mm. It's great. Yeah, it, good you know, fun. We can get the family in, you can get a few beers in, you can watch um, some good basketball generally. Oh, absolutely. I, I really have enjoyed watching the, the, the women's team. I think they not that the blokes aren't fierce, but the the female te- the team they've had there, they've been beasts. Like Joey's Morello's little daughter. Oh yeah, she's a gun. She's tough. She yeah. is. She is. Mm. Um, I, I hope something comes of the, her basketball mm. career. Um, I, I think all kinds of opportunities there for her, for sure. Mm. Um, yeah. So just your thoughts on the state of basketball. I know we're we're winding toward the end of the road here, but. I know you loved your time in there, and um, I coached in the heat level, and my kid played and whatever. It, as exactly what you said. You go away six times a year. You catch up with dudes. You have a beer. You have a bit of fun. Um, where is basketball though? You know, and I'll tell you why I'm asking this question. Horsham produce NBL players all the time. Warrnambool, Geelong, not not necessarily bigger places. Why aren't we? we we've got such talent here. Yeah, great question. And if I if I knew the the exact answer <laughs> yeah. to it would be a mark. Look, I think the biggest I don't like using the word problem or issue. I think the biggest challenge at the moment is the depth. So so mm. a classic our top end players, boys and girls, mm. are as good as anyone. Yep. Now the proof of that is the CBL season just gone. Yeah. The the boys and the the women and all yep. of them are younger age. Mm. Both made the grand finals. So good. And so now the the girls, which you know we went to Bendigo and watched mm. um, the games. The girls were right in it and leading by a lot in the first quarter. Yep. You know, we're still leading half time, but the depth of talent we had eight. Bendigo had ten. Yeah. So the numbers eventually take their toll. Mm-hmm. If you have one or two that are slightly off when you're mm. only running with it's seven or eight. Or you know that, that that you end up getting run over, and that and that happened to us. We made the the under eighteen state championships. Div one, the mm, girls. That's huge. The same thing happened, and then runners up in that is a great achievement. Yeah, we could have won it. We just didn't have the depth, and mm. I, and I'm hearing good uh, noise about the numbers that are playing at domestic level. Yep. How do we transition those into heat players? That's mm. the challenge because. Netball and footy have got a real stranglehold on the kids so in, strong. in, in Mildura. Yeah, um, you know many many reasons. It's played on a Saturday morning. There's the social, the social. It's all together. There's yeah. the social aspect mm. of going back to the footy rooms, and mm. that's all great. And you know they do it very well. And full credit to yep. the football and netball clubs, they do it really well. Mm. How do we? Or I say we, but how does basketball become that? Does basketball need to? 
pay all players instead of an in, an import to attract people to play? Does it need mm. to look at the competition that we play, and you know, uh, do we look at other competitions better or slightly not as good? Mm. Do we d- look at paying better coaches to be here, like you know, d- semi-professional coaches and players? What well, you know, yep. there's so many things that can be done. Um, whether they're the right answers, I, I, I don't know. Mm. I clearly don't know. Mm. Um, I don't if nothing changes nothing changes Corey exactly we'll keep doing the same thing and in six years time in in another 11 years I've Mm. been here 11 years Mm. if nothing changes it'll be the same thing our top end talent are good but we don't have the depth that top 5% or less less than that you know I mean, I've been going to the old stadium since I was five. I'm 50. So yeah. back then it was, you know, guys at my dad's age and Bob Forkhead and Wilbur Peake and then all, yeah. Al Morris, all these guys. So they were but they were men playing men's basketball. I never saw women's because it just yeah. didn't happen back then. Yeah. But they played, obviously, but I didn't watch them. Um, but now you go and watch Premier League, men or women, predominantly they're young people. Mm-hmm. It's great that young people are getting a chance. I love that fact because how are they going to get better? They can't unless they... But I just... Is it maybe we're too focused on our careers and at 25 we go, well, I'm not going to make the NBA or the NBL, so I'm just going to go and be a builder or a doctor or whatever and don't worry about it? Or I don't know. Yeah, it could be, again, cultural shift, shift, generational shift, Mm. you know, where sport is not... There's so many other distractions now. There's... Mm a million TV channels there's yeah. a, diff- a gazillion different social media platforms and mm. yeah, and I love social media but there are so many of them and mm. um, so many different things to take your attention away growing up uh, when we grew up and mm. now we're similar vintage I'm a bit mm. older than you but we're similar vintage mm. we we didn't have a choice we had channel 7 and channel 2 on television yep. there was no internet you didn't have you had one TV in the yep. house you had a push bike a cricket bat and a football that's it and, and off you went. Yeah. And, yep. and you know, that's... Mm. So we, we were gravitating to play sport all the time where there's yep. so many other distractions mm. um, in today's world, mm. which yeah. is good and bad. It is. And I think I was talking to somebody the other day just about, um, you know, how actually difficult it is to achieve, even if you cap it at Australia level. So if it's AFL for footy, if it's NBL for basketball, if it's the National Netball League... Um, to get to that five, two, one percent, whatever the percentage is, the dedication—you need just to. I don't know if you watched the Michael Jordan doco, but yeah, he's I did. clearly fantastic. The, oh, he's, he's the like he's these the silly, silly people trying to compare Shaq or Steph Curry or that to Michael yeah. Jordan are so far off the mark. Yeah, it's insane. He is yeah. comfortably that the guy behind you, Larry Bird. You know. Yeah. As brilliant as he was, he's still not even in the stra- same stratosphere nah. as, um, uh, well, not the actual guy behind you, the poster of the guy behind yeah, you, yeah. I should well, say. that is his shoe up there. That Larry Bird is not standing behind <laughs> no. Corey. Let's just clear I that up. he was, the great um, man. Um, so, mate, when you're not working, when you're not watching your daughter play basketball, what do you do to relax? Uh, to relax, I, I, I'm... A, well, I think most of the time I'm a reasonably relaxed character. Yeah, I, to I like, chill, to, l- I guess. To, to yeah. like everyone, I, I, you have your moment. Look, yeah. I love gardening. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, my yeah. wife Sharon and I are both keen gardeners. We we, we keep our, our garden in good shape and, yep. and our house in good shape. And, mm. you know, we keep the pool in good shape and we, we enjoy, you know, getting out in the garden. And yep. um, I love camping and fishing. Haven't done enough of it lately. Yeah, okay. um, you won't for love, a while with the weather. Love travelling. Yep. I've got a very extensive travel resume and, mm. and, and I, I really enjoy travelling. Um so yeah, yeah, you know, and look, I love sport. I'm, yeah. I'm a massive sport head. I'm you know, cricket, footy, horse racing. Yeah, my three favourites. Love horse racing. Yeah, can watch it all day with not even having a bet on it. Really, I, I, I just think like watching it. it. It's a brilliant sport, and and I love it. Have um, you ever done that silly thing and thrown money in and bought? Into horses? No, no, never done well, that. I, 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 look, when, when I say I can watch them all day without having a bet, I, I, I do have a small flutter on them. Uh, yeah, please yeah. gamble responsibly, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, it, it, so I, I love, the, they're probably the three main sports, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll watch the Australian Open. Te- devastated Kyrgios is out of the Australian Open. Do you reckon he hurt his knee on the scooter? Oh, I don't know, but love or hate him, he's box office viewing. You know? Have you watched his Netflix, the show on Netflix? No, I haven't. Have a look I, at I, it. I'm going to, um, Worth but, it. But, but I haven't seen it as yet. So. Yeah, love watching a bit of sport. Yeah. Love, love gardening. Love traveling. Love my family. Love. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm I'm in my I'm I'm really lucky. And I said to the start that I've got a good life. I mean, mm. I've got three stepchildren that I love like they're my own. Mm. Uh, I've got two amazing children, which are my only blood relatives that yes. that I know of. You know, I, yeah. I, I've got a wife that enjoys the same interests as me, and, and Sharon and That's I. Great. You know, second, both of us second time round, but we've mm. been together for for twenty years, and yeah, okay, you that's... know, so you know, we 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 both you know in, enjoy some tucker and some gardening and yeah, some good. and a glass of wine and a beer and Perfect. and travelling and 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 spending time together. We're yep. we're not um, we're not adverse to spending a lot of time together. We like we like things, yep. you know, yep. together, and so yeah. uh, I'm really lucky. I, I can't complain at all, mate. I said I've got. Um, I, I, I'm happy in my own environment, which and is. I've got great friends when yeah. I when I want that side of it as well. Mm. You know, I've still got some awesome friends in in Broken Hill, and I've made some great friends here in Mildura. Yeah. I, as I sit here today, I don't envisage myself ever leaving Mildura, but nobody mm. knows where life takes you. No, um, exactly. So exactly right. I, I um, yeah, no, enjoy that. that. That's how I relax, mate. Yeah. I, you know, you mow the lawns, you clean up. <clears throat> You put the sprays on the lawn, you throw yeah. some meat on the barbecue and Have open a up a beer and it's um, life doesn't get a whole lot better. I'm, <laughs> I'm certainly not scared of a drink. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm please drink responsibly. Yeah, as well as absolutely, responsibly. of course, of uh, course. Don't so I, I, I enjoy that, that, that pleasure in life. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's awesome. It's good fun. So that, that's probably how I spend a lot of my downtime. Yeah, um, just family at home. And- but I love to tra- travel. Um, yeah. And What's your favourite destination you've ever travelled to? If you could pinpoint one. Oh, I don't think I can. Nah, it's hard. I isn't don't it? think I, I can. Um, so I've been very lucky. I've sat on the Great Wall of China and had dinner. Yeah. Um, wow. So I've been to Beijing and the, the, uh, walked across the Great Wall of China. Not crop, crop the whole length, but <laughs> walked on it. Yes. Um, and that was a great and toboggan down it. That was good nice. fun. Um, I like a lot of Asian destinations. Yeah, Singapore is a fantastic town. Love Singapore. Love Hong Kong. Yeah, uh, been to Tokyo and Japan. Been to Thailand. Yep. Uh, Bali. If you're just mm. looking for a, a cheap getaway, it doesn't get a whole lot better than a nah, drop and good. flop in Bali. <laughs> um, done a bit in America. Yeah. Um, so did uh, West Coast, 
many moons ago mm. with LA and Vegas and San Francisco and yep. uh, a few years ago Sharon and I did um, Orlando and okay. Florida yeah it's good over there um, good it? fun yeah, yeah. yeah. did that and, and <laughs> in the last two days uh, we've just booked a holiday to Norway Denmark and Sweden our oldest, Sharon's son, but our, mm. our oldest, Alec, yep. he, uh, he met a girl from uh, Sweden living in Norway and right. he's moved over there and living with her yep. and we haven't been over there yet for because of COVID and all that. Awesome. So uh, this May, we're, we're back in the Off sky go. and uh, we're going to um, Denmark, Copenhagen, or Copenhagen yep. in Denmark, Oslo, mm. Bergen in Norway, yep. Karlstad in Sweden, and Perfect. a few nights in Singapore on the way home. So, so my yep. favourite destination is the next one, mate. Yeah. That's it's the next one. It's not where you've been. I know. Oh, it's not about where you've been, Corey. It's about looking where forward. Where are you going? So it's the next one. I love that concept. It's a great way to finish. I got back from with my family a couple of days ago, and we're already going. Where we're we going next? This time I'll consult the family because I just booked the last one. But um, that was that was awesome, um, mate. We will finish up. Um, you are the first person uh, on the season two, so thank you. Well, congratulations to you for making it to season two. And thanks, mate. Well done. It's it's look, we're we're, we're just a small little town in the scheme of things. Yep. But I've listened to every single one of your roundabout thank you. podcasts, and I've enjoyed them, and it, it helps you to to get to know and understand people that you know. Yep. Al, Al Morris is a great guy. You know, I've had I've had Love a lot to man. do with Al, so I enjoyed yep. listening to him and. Yeah, I've had a bit to do with, with Alves as well, Mark. I enjoyed yeah. listening to that as well. He's so, a good guy. yeah, it's um, it's good to, to hear this, and well done to you for doing it, mate. Uh, thanks, mate. I've, I'm really enjoying it. Um, we'll see what 2023 brings. I think it's going to be a big one. Um, and when I say big, I to, just continuing to do this. Yeah. Um, so what I have made a little. I'm calling it a renovation. So we're going the roundabout podcast. Um, gratitude road so you know a road shoots off a roundabout right so it's all about grateful that's my thing I've been sort of working on that Um, so I'm going to ask every single guest this year the same question Um, what are you most grateful for in life and can I ask you to help me spread the word on gratitude I think if we can all talk about it it's just a good positive thing um, to, to work 100% on hundred percent on spreading the word on gratitude I'll sort of start with the second part of that question so People I work with and my family know that I love my quotes. Yeah. And I'm always throwing quotes on the end of my emails and I'm always sprouting positive quotes. And, yep. You know, to, to mainly for myself, but I always sprout them out. So the last email I sent yep. in 2022 to my staff, uh-huh. I finished it with a quote. And I, yep. I wrote it down here when you told me you were going to go to gratitude. Awesome. And this is the quote that I finished 2022 with. If you have a chance to spread positivity or make someone else happy, do it. The world needs more of that. Beautiful. So that's so I, I, I do like spreading the gratitude. Um, uh, so I've answered the second part of the yeah, question. Yeah, for- but that's perfect. That, and at that point, I don't think we knew this was happening. So how funny is that? It's it's odd, isn't it? That mm. things I- can. You know. Yeah, and what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful. Yeah. I I. I um, I'm a person who is scared of death, mm-hmm. so I'm grateful for living. Yep. Um, I'm grateful for my family. I'm great. As I've touched on a few times with being mm. adopted, mm. I've got a good life. Yeah. So I'm grateful for my life and you know, my wife and my kids and um, my work and mm-hmm. the people I've met and 
for I'm grateful for you asking me to come on here. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful yes. for everything that happens, mm. the ability to travel and the, the, the place we live in. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's really interesting when you move to a new town. Mm. Um, so moving to Mildura and, and I hear people complaining about Mildura. Yeah. And I go, wow. You should have lived in Broken Hill. <laughs> you know, like, you know, if, if, you, yeah. if you want something to complain about, I mean, yeah. but Mildura is a great place and we need to be grateful for where we live we and what we've got. We've got a great environment, great place for kids to grow up. Yeah. We've got a great river despite what it's doing to us now. Soon enough, um, that'll be fine. We, we've got a great environment. So I'm grateful yeah. for life, mate. Awesome, mate. Well, I appreciate you coming on, mate. It's been a great chat. Um, thanks for... Um, uh, season two, episode one. Um, I've actually got a back to back. I said tomorrow I'm seeing, <laughs> talking to another person, which will be also interesting. But um, mate, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Love the message. And t- to me, it's it's all about family for you, mate. And I love that. No, appreciate it, Corey. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, mate.